Hi friends and awesome mothers. My name is Adol and I'm a proud mother of four. What I'm realizing over time is that doing it right as a mother is the thing that I care about the most, but also hands me the greatest of challenges. In order to get direction, I put together a habura of mothers that joined to learn through my mother's super popular parenting curriculum. My mother is Mrs. Gitty Horowitz and she's taught hundreds of mothers in Baltimore in recent years. I get to sit down with her every week and either reflect on a topic that we discussed in the group or talk over something that's on my mind. I hope you'll find our conversation meaningful, helpful, and encouraging. Enjoy it. This podcast is sponsored by the Intentional Jew Podcast Network. Check them out at intentionaljew.com. I think today we can bring up a, a interesting story that a friend told me and see what, what you would suggest as the parenting expert here. She's sitting in the car, her oldest daughter, who is six, said, mommy, look at my brother, look at him. And she turns around and looked at him. Oh, sorry, they were sitting by a red light. And she said, the light's green. And so she took her foot off the gas and it wasn't green, it was still red. Her her daughter just thought it was like a fun trick. And she she didn't crash, she slammed on the brakes and the daughter was laughing because that was fun. I like played a trick on my mother, that's so much fun. this This is a strong personality kid. She does these kind of things all the time. I guess you could say manipulative. She just likes to have a good time with everyone. So my friend was wondering, what do I do about this? I can't just, so on the moment, of course, she got upset. She's like, how could you do that? It's not safe. I could crash. And the girl just thought it's funny. And so she was saying, what can I do? This needs to have, call it a consequence, punishment. Like, what can I do? This is not okay. What, what would you tell her? Uh, so a few things. First of all, why didn't the mother check the light? I mean, she, she, she put her foot on the accelerator without checking that it was green because a six-year-old told her it was green. We are not controlled by our six-year-olds. Not controlled. They're going to say things, especially when they see we listen to them. We're giving them so much control. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So you're saying that it was, it was manipulative in, in, in terms of she wanted to get her mother's attention. So she said, look at the brother. And then when she looked, she said, it's green, or she just wanted her to look at it. And then while that was half going on, she said, oh, it's green. No, she planned the whole thing. It was a plan. I'm going to get her to turn around so that I could say it's green. So for sure, you have to be smarter. Look at the kid. Okay, I don't see anything. And then she says, it's a red light. Look at the, re- it's a green light. Look at the green, it's not green. So, no. And, and the kid will learn that the mother's smarter than she is. That's number one. Number two, um, she does have to hear that it's funny until it's not anymore. And that's um, that when, when you, when you get the reputation of being someone who doesn't necessarily tell the truth, let's put it that way, you can get yourself into trouble because you might really need your mother at some point. She won't believe you. You know, she won't believe you. And she might not come when you need her. Um, so that's the story of the boy who cried wolf mm-hmm. and she should make sure she knows that story. Well, it doesn't mean it's going to necessarily change her, you know, behaviors immediately, but it will give her, especially if she's a smart kid, it will give her pause for thought. Um, maybe I don't want to do this because I'm getting myself a reputation and, um, and, and maybe the mother should, especially knowing her, 
try to gauge whether or not she thinks it's true to begin with. Like, it's not like she's not hysterical. You have to look right away. He's hurting himself. He's blah, blah, blah. Okay, then maybe you should look. But if she says, look at so-and-so, then she could say something like, I'll look as soon as I can. Like, I'm not rushing to do everything you asked me to do. And and when she says it's it's red, it's green, that don't don't act on what she's telling you to do until you're sure that that's the case. That's a specific, you know, turn around, look at the boy is not, is not, you know, the only thing she can go on is whether or not it's said with hysteria or, or, or fear in the voice. So if there's real fear and she knows her kid, it really sounds like he's, you know, standing out on the window ledge and he's about to, you know, fall out. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, I, I wouldn't, um, you know, wait to see, make sure that, you know, finish, finish drinking my coffee before I go to see whether he's on the ledge. But if she would do something like that, I would tell her, realize what you're doing. I'm not going to believe you. I'm not going to believe you. So, and, and, and if I don't believe you, you might need me sometime or someone else might need me sometime. And I don't know if I can believe you or not. You want to be that type of person that people don't know if they can believe? No, I wouldn't get angry at her. Anger is not going to do anything and, and scream at her. Just be honest with her. I'm not going to, I, 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 I'm not going to be able to believe you. And it might be a time when you really do need me. I'm not going to come so fast because you're teaching me that I don't need to um, believe you. That's interesting. So I told, I, I said, I said the story of the boy who cried wolf. You tell it to her dramatically with, you know, and, and also what, what you say to kids who lie, you know, when you lie, you teach the people around you not to trust you. So you decide if people should trust you based on if you're, if you, if you, if you show them that you're honest, you know? So, so then I, I was going that way. Which um, is basically what we're saying. Yeah. Right. Excellent. But then I had another idea. I wonder, maybe I'll run this by you. I was thinking maybe for a kid who can handle it, is there a place to scare them by showing them crash videos? I think some kids can handle it, and I think it's very real. Because car safety, is car safety, I think, is a source of a lot of tension in, between parents and kids. I, I, I know, I mean, um, seatbelts. Put your seatbelt. Don't put your seatbelt. I don't want to sit in a booster. You have to sit in a booster. When I'm taking off the seatbelt during throwing things in the car. These are things that parents of little children are dealing with all the time. The question is: Is that is that appropriate to show crash videos? So um, it really depends. Six years old is a little young, right? Um, really the problem is that's the age where they're gonna up until four to six is like. No, your children. I know that. Um, Rabbi Kellerman, when he talks about um, hitting children, and he's very against it, mm -hmm. he says, instead of hitting a child, you should show them what happens when a kid runs into the street. You should show them pictures, or, you know, not necessarily pictures per se, but, but animated pictures of what happens when a child gets hurt and they have to go to the doctor and they're all bandaged up, they're hit by a car. So to show them that he's, he's very... He, he seems very clear that he thinks that that is the way to go instead of screaming at them, instead of hitting them, instead of punching them. He said all of that um, encourages is for them not to run to the street when you're there. Um, 
but if you're not there, that's not they, they don't they don't um, they don't connect. Not running into the street. What they need to connect is what God forbid could happen. Because then they're scared of you and not the street. Right. Because you're the scary one. Right. And he says to do that even to a very young child. Um, I think if you think your kid can handle it, um, usually what we think they can handle, they can't. It's when we get all, all nervous about it and all upset, then they can't handle it. So um, if you think you can handle it and you can show it to them without getting emotional about it, and, you know, then I, I agree with you. I, I think if you want to teach them um, safety, car safety, that you could talk to them about crashing and, and show them pictures or videos that are not too graphic. And I, I think that videos that are animated, if you can find them, would be better than real videos. Well, yeah. what's the, what's the, what's the, um, why would we stay away from? I always find with younger children that animation is, is easier for them to deal with than, than real life. It's um, sometimes too scary for them when it's real, real footage of real, real accidents or real cars. So if they're very, very scared, like what's going to, what would happen to a five-year-old who feels, who, who gets scared from a video? Like, like. You can transfer that every time they, they could have anxiety getting into a car. I don't think, I, I, you know, I can't give you numbers. I don't think most kids are like that. Again, especially if parents are not anxious. So just jumping back, jumping back to what you were saying about Rabbi Kellerman, even young children to show pictures to. Um, they, it's, it's interesting because running in the street is the classic example of when, if you're either hitting or screaming, whatever you're going to do, that's dramatic reaction. That's when you react like that. Exactly. So that's the example he uses that even for that, he's not prohibited. So, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know about anyone else's two-year-olds, but from what I see of two-year-olds, they don't understand the picture. It's like maybe three, four could understand the picture. Two? A two-year-old? I don't know. You think it would be effective? He says it's just going to be as effective as screaming at them or hitting them. So it's not to say that it'll be super effective, but it, that won't either. It's because the parents are are busy with something else. They're not paying attention right. to their child. Right. At that age, it's more preventative. You have to be in a stroller or have a hand. Have a hand, be in a stroller, or be on a leash. I know that sounds terrible, but um, depends on the situation. The child right. has to be protect, protected from from the street by the parent, not by himself. He's not going to be able to do that. Okay, so jumping back to lying. Um, lying. What's the, what, what, how, how do you deal with lying? But I, I, we, we started by saying, um, the concept of teaching a child as young as four or five, but definitely beyond that. If you lie, it doesn't make me upset at you. I'm not angry at you. You should just understand that when you lie, you teach the people around you not to trust you. I use this all the time to, to a child that lies. The, 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 the problem is it's very much a, a, like a planting concept because it doesn't, it, does, it doesn't work right away. It's planting an idea that will probably, hopefully, be effective one day in the future, but it doesn't work right, right away doesn't work right away. Um, it is very, very important that you don't let it go. That's one thing that should not just be let go. 
Um, lying is a character trait. It's a mida that gets worse usually as a child gets older, not better. But what I will suggest to you is that you try to figure out why the child is lying. And if some children feel they can't tell the truth. Ask yourself, do you get angry at them when they tell you the truth? And maybe you're kind of pushing them into a corner where they feel they have to lie. Um, that's number one. Make sure that that your, your interaction with them is not encouraging them to lie. Um, some kids are afraid. They tell the truth. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get punished. I'm gonna get into trouble. Um, someone's not gonna like me. So it, it encourages them to lie. That's one thing I would, I would suggest to you. Um, I would also suggest to you to, to make sure that 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 they're really lying. Sometimes they say things and they just don't necessarily understand what you're asking them or they don't remember that they did something. It could be. Don't necessarily call a child a, um, you know, that they're saying a lie unless you're 100% sure that they are. Um, so those two things. And then um, make sure that they know that it's not, that that, that is not, something that is going to do good it's not it's not going to work for them it's, it's not it's not going to work and, and you're, you're not going to be able to trust them and you're going to ask someone else you're not going to ask them um and the relationship is is not going to you know you're not going to be close you're not going to have that relationship with them so as a child gets older they'll see that it's really not in their best interest and then getting back to the first thing you said, unless it is in their best interest. And that really depends on how your response to them when they tell the truth. Right. So that's very interesting. I like that point of trying to figure out a pattern of why this child lies. Sometimes you'll have, there, there's sometimes one child that, that has different, different categories, you know. They'll have like, they'll lie because it's a, it's a, um, it's a, for example, a, I, I don't, I don't want to say a lazy thing, but I just don't want to have to deal with it kind of thing. You know, did you take this out? No. It's not that I didn't take it out. I just don't want to put it back. I know the next thing is if I say yes, you'll say put it back. So, so then no, I didn't take it out. Or another such example would be, did you brush your teeth? Yeah, I brushed my teeth. Not because I, I need a lie. Just I am no, I'm totally not in the mood of brushing my teeth. So I'm, I'm going to say that I did because I know if I say I didn't, then you're going to say go brush your teeth. So those are also, you can also just, um, going on what, on that idea, you can also, um, uh, pre prevent the lies by not asking questions, you know, could you do me a favor? Could you do me a favor and put that toy away? Thank you. I didn't take it out. I, I, it doesn't matter if you did or if you didn't, I'm just, I need your help. You know, I need you to do that or, or let's brush our teeth um, before we go to sleep and start walking alongside, you know, instead of did you or did you not that I, I learned this lesson with the brushing teeth because I noticed a trend and I thought this is, this is a very easy fix because it's so, it's so easy to see sometimes why the lies happening. Then there's the other ones. The other ones are more, the other ones are hard. There, there are deeper ones. Well, I would also recommend, first of all, it's excellent. 
Now, what you're saying is 100%. Don't ask a question where you're giving them the opportunity to lie. Don't okay. ask it. We're going to brush our teeth now. <laughs> That's it. What we're going to do now. Um, we're cleaning up now. Do you want to put this away? Do you want to put that away? Also give them choices. Mm-hmm. You know, do you want to clean up the books or do you want to put up the light, pick up the Lego? Not a choice. You didn't take it out on it. You know, like you're saying, it doesn't make a difference who took it out. So for sure. Um, um, and, you know, with homework as well and everything else, don't, don't ask them questions. But in addition to that, if you, if you have a child who has a tendency, and there are kids that have tendencies more than others, to, to not tell, you know, to, to stretch the truth or not to tell the truth, then it's very, very important that you um, build them up and appreciate when they do tell the truth, especially when you know it's going to be hard for them. And make it much more worth their while to tell the truth than, than to lie. Um, if they did something wrong, then they should be applauded when they tell the truth. Yeah, they own up to it and they, they tell you that they did it, um, whatever it is, or that they didn't do it. As long as they tell the truth, they should be applauded for it. And yes, there are going to be natural consequences, but there shouldn't be punishment on top of it for what they did. The natural consequences are the natural consequences, but but more than that, it's, it's not necessarily necessary and applaud them for telling the truth. The message you're sending them is that truth is the most important thing. Be a person in each of us. And also give the, op, give the opposite message of, I see that you are honest. Now I know I can trust you. Or you're, exactly. you're showing me that I can trust you. Yes. Instead of, I'm so proud of you, which is a little bit more vague and... Also yeah, nice, yeah, no, also no, nice, no. but but it, giving the positive of that message is, is like completes. Whenever we, we, show, we, we tell them we're proud, just to say I'm proud is not so helpful for a child. Be very specific as what it is that I'm proud of. Or I respect that you said the truth, even though it meant that you were admitting that you did the wrong thing. Mistakes, and sometimes we make mistakes. The most important thing when we make a mistake is to admit it and see what we could do to make it better and move on. Right. That's what you do. You're training them what to do when you make a mistake. We all make mistakes. You make a big deal out of it. You scream at them and you punish them. So next time, I'm not telling you. I'm going to hide it because I don't want to get punished. I don't want to get hit. I don't want to scream at I don't want you to be in a bad mood. So I'm going to take care of all that with just one little lie and say, mm-hmm. I don't know how that happened. Okay. Well, I guess we can wrap up there. Yeah. You started off by saying that this little girl, your mm-hmm. friend's daughter, herself is very smart. Mm-hmm. Smarter kids, smarter kids are, are the most difficult to raise because of this, because their their brains are often way ahead of their maturity. So they'll do silly things because it's fun. They don't understand. They won't mature enough to understand the repercussions of lying and of of of, of telling some things to someone that could really be helpful. She really thought that was funny. So, you know, whether it's when it's what, it's very nice that we have kids that are very smart. It's fun to a certain degree. It can also be much more difficult because their their emo- their emotional maturity has to catch up with their 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 their, their brains that are sometimes way ahead of ours. Right. You'll uh, you'll sometimes you'll sometimes hear a teacher like comment on a child like, so interesting. He's so smart, but. And then, and then she'll say like socially or emotionally, and you're like, yeah, mm-hmm, exactly. 
That's exactly yeah. it. That's not a weird combination. No, bright kids when they're younger almost all have that problem. They just don't have the emotional maturity to to use their brain function in an appropriate way. They use it in an inappropriate way, and it's age appropriate. <laughs> you just have to be much for those kids because they they can be almost dangerous. Honesty, honesty is a challenge for all kids, but it does come out more. It comes out in a more clear, in a more clear way with the smarter kids. Smarter kids, and also when there's fear, when there's fear in a in an adult child relationship, very often the way a child will deal with that is with with, with falsehood. Really? Yeah, they're afraid of getting into trouble. They're afraid of getting punished. They're, they're afraid. They don't. They're afraid of what's going to happen. They're afraid. Their fear of telling the truth is much, much greater than their fear of lying. That's the relationship. We also can talk about the fact that some parents teach their children to lie. They don't even realize it because they lie to their kids all the time. And it's okay when mommy does it. What, what would be an example of that? Well, after supper, we're going outside to, to ride bikes and then something happened and you got a phone call or something and you're not going, but you said we're going. Well, what didn't, it didn't work out. Then don't say it. When you uh, say something that you don't follow through, then they've learned that it's okay. It's okay to say something that's not true. Um, I know we we're going to finish, but you know, Abba was, was like a, a, a total example of this, a model of this. He would never say to you, and you guys would get very frustrated. He'd say, can we go by grand second? And we'll say, maybe we'll see if it works out. He would never say yes. <laughs> That's what say. I don't know if it's going to work out. But you learned that maybe for him was maybe. Like if he could maybe do it, yes, it. maybe no. Right. Yeah, it wasn't, you know, some parents say maybe, and they know it's no. So kids learn that maybe means no. And they get very frustrated. But, um, you know, after a while, you learn that maybe really means maybe, and he's really going to try. Sometimes I say no, and my kids say, could it be maybe? <laughs> but it's important that we, that when we say things, we also follow through on it, and we do it like, like, um, like we said we would. We don't, we don't teach them that it's okay for parents to, to not follow through. Very nice. Okay. Very helpful, I'm sure.